Okay, Amy. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Are you nervous still? A little bit. You really are? So tell, <laughs> tell me about the restaurant experience you had just the other day. But we're not going to say the name of the restaurant because we don't think that matters. Yeah. But, but yeah. tell me about what happened. Okay, so it was you, my mom, and me, and we went out to lunch, and we ordered our food and everything, and I ordered a sweet tea, um, and then we got, you know, we got our drinks, and we sat down, and I tasted the tea, and it tasted off. Like, it, it was actually disgusting. Um, so, so what made you order sweet tea? Who orders sweet tea in New Mexico? <laughs> Well, I mean, my mom's from Texas, and I spent—I've spent a lot of time in Texas. Ah, so okay, so you 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 come by it genetically. Okay, yes, that's fine. Yes. Okay, so it tasted <laughs> awful, like like awful, awful. Oh, it, it was like the worst taste. Um, it was super salty, but it was also kind of sweet, so I couldn't tell like what exactly happened. Um, and so I handed the drink to my mom for her to taste, and she actually had to go and spit it out in the trash can. Um. And we realized that instead of putting sugar in the tea, they put salt. So, like, cups and cups of salt. And that's what was making it taste so bad. And what did we learn from this? Uh, that they should always taste their food. Nice. Before serving it. Nice. That is, that is, that's how we show love in a restaurant is we taste our food. Yes. Would you go back? Oh, I would go back. How come? You, I mean. You forgive them? How come you forgive them? Yeah, I mean, it's an honest mistake. Like, everyone makes mistakes. I'm not going to judge them for one mistake. Do you think it's the fault of the person making the tea? Um, yeah, tea. I almost said lemonade, but uh, <laughs> sorry. My mind was going to a different drink. Is it the fault of the person who made the tea? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say, like, it was their fault, but... I don't know exactly what happened if they just misread it or if it was actually like written wrong. I don't know, but I guess not. So, what did we learn from it? To always taste your food before serving it. You did the best job ever, Emmy. You were a rock star. That was perfect. <laughs> okay. Literally, tens of people will listen to you now. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Of course. Bye. When is this? <laughs> everybody welcome to the pre-accident investigation podcast i'm todd conklin what a week we've had i mean it it's been uh jam packed as it were and that means packed with jam i wish that meant jam packed because that uh, ev- the best donuts are jam packed let's just put that out there just in case you're wondering uh so i don't think jam packed week means the same thing as jam packed donut because jam packed week means we are super busy and I've started thinking about this. I wonder if the idea of telling people you're super busy is kind of just a way to I- inflate your importance. I, and I mean that in a loving way. I mean, I, I get that everybody's busy, but I'm not sure we have to tell everybody we're busy because I'm not sure it matters that much how busy we are. Everybody's busy. We got stuff. In fact, everybody's got more crap to do than they can do. At least that's how it feels. So you make a list. And then that's depressing because you do the list. If you have any kind of list discipline at all, and not everyone does, and I'm not judging because I think I'm I'm kind of somewhere in the middle of list discipline. 
Lists, I think, make the world a better place because they help us not forget things. It's a mnemonic device. It's a tool. It's an error reduction tool. If you really want to press me on that, I hate to say that out loud, but that's what it is. But then it's also a guilt-inflicting tool because you look at your list and you think, oh, I didn't get this done. What's wrong with me, right? And so then you say you're busy, which is a way of saying, look how important I am, kind of. I don't know. I don't know. Play with that idea because it's just something I've been thinking about a lot because maybe – Maybe maybe I'm getting tired of telling people I'm busy. So that's a good way. So very interesting week for me uh, and kind of plays in pretty well to the discussion we're going to have on today's podcast because uh, I, I had to go on an adventure. So I had to give a little talk and I traveled and man, that has not gotten better since I stopped doing it. For those of you that, that continue to travel during the pandemic, God bless you. I, I, my ultimate respect is given to you. You're amazing. You're life changing. That's how good you are. For me, I've forgotten. It's gotten worse. Maybe is a word I would use. It was, it was difficult. It took me a very, very, very long time to go a very, very short distance. Let's just say that. And I'm pretty sure that's not what the 699 U.S. dollar ticket was sold to do. But that's how it worked. So I spent a lot of time in places I didn't intend to spend time and not time in places where I was supposed to be. So that's kind of how uh, travel's been. At least the last two or three trips I've been on, that I think has been in a very, very concise and precise way to define what's happening. So that's good. But I guess this is the lot we have as we bounce forward into a new reality and uh, we try to figure out what everything's going to look like. The podcast today, I think, is interesting. It's it's the perfect um, pre-accident podcast summer story because it's it's a really interesting story. So you heard it first. That's my friend Emmy and Emmy uh, and Emmy's mother and I went to grab some lunch, which was fine. I mean, that that was a great thing to do. I'm very pro lunch. If you look at my record, and please do look at my record, I think you'll find that throughout my entire political history. I have been pro lunch. My lunch score in the lunch, uh, the National Lunch Association, is five uh, hot dogs, which is the highest you could be. One hot dog is the lowest. Well, I guess zero hot dogs is actually lower. I'm a five hot dog voter. That's how good. That's how supportive I am of lunch. And lunch is always a great time. So, and we went to a great little place, um, delicious food. And Emmy, as you heard her say in the introduction, ordered sweet tea which is kind of an interesting thing to order in the part of the United States in which I live. New Mexico is not, I would say you don't think of New Mexico as like a sweet tea place. I think of Alabama as a sweet tea place, but New Mexico, you just don't think of it, but that's what she ordered. That's fine. They had it. It's not a problem. And so we, we do our order and it's one of those kind of restaurants where you stand at the counter and these cute kids are helping and they're really energetic and happy and pleasant and polite. And so everything's great. And we order the, the food and they give you your drinks first. And so we sit, we find a table appropriately distanced from everybody worked great. Sit down at the table. We're talking and laughing and Emmy grabs her tea and drinks it and makes the most hideous face known to mankind. And you know, instantly something's really wrong. I mean, instantly something's really wrong. And I said, what's up? And she said, this doesn't taste right. This is really awful. It's terrible. And then her mom tastes it and says, oh, yeah, that's nothing. That's 100% pure salt. That is nothing but salt. Salt, salt, salt. You should try it. 
Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. Uh, I don't need to try it when two people try it in front of you and both make these faces. Um, there's really no need. I should learn from other people's mistakes. That's kind of the definition of effective operational learning. I don't have to learn the lesson myself because other people have learned it before me and shared their information with me, and I processed that information, and I learned from it. And so that's what I did. I learned from it and did not need to taste it. And so we were in this dilemma where it's very clear that one of the three of us, and there's only three of us at lunch, uh, has a drink that's not suitable for human consumption. And she can't drink it, and we're all drinking it because the rest of us didn't get sweet tea because it's New Mexico. You don't really order sweet tea. I'm not judging. I'm not, I'm not coming out. I'm just saying that's a very interesting choice to make, right? So I said, well, let me, let me take that back because they'll want to know that. So I went up to the counter, and I took the glass. And I said, hey, this tea's not very good. And the lady said, would you like something else? And I said, uh, yeah, maybe just for now, water, but can I speak to the manager? I said, I'm not angry. This is not my angry face. So I don't have any big burning platform upon which to yell and scream in the restaurant. But I, I think I should talk to the manager. Pretty soon the manager came up and the uh, manager was super nice, super polite and said, can I help you? And it was very clear to me that no matter what I said, they were going to make me happy. That's clearly the way this restaurant works. It's a, it's a local little chain restaurant, and they do an incredible job. People love to go there, and you can tell why. And, and I've also heard um, since uh, doing this little adventure in podcasting that people also love to work there, which is the highest mark you can give to a restaurant, in my opinion, by a mile. And so I knew whatever I was going to say that I was going to be delighted and I said, hey, it looks to me like um, they got the salt and the sugar confused in the tea. And she said, well, let me check really quickly. And she came back and she said, yeah. And she said, we need to check. And then she came back maybe a minute later. I'm still standing there. And she said, yeah, it's every single one of our teas. They're all that way. And I said, what do you think happened? And she said, well, you know, we make everything from scratch here. And that's kind of what we do. And I'm pretty sure that the person who made the tea this morning screwed it up. They did it wrong, and they mistakenly put salt in the tea instead of sugar in the tea. And I said, so what do you think you're going to do about that? And she said, well, we're going to have that person remake all the tea, and I'm going to talk to them about what they did. And I said, what's that fix? You know, which is a famous question that we ask all the time. I ask that question. I bet you I, I, I bet you I ask that question once a day. That's how often I ask that question. What's that fix? And the manager looked at me and, and she said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, it strikes me. And, and I said, just kind of run with me on this a little bit. But it strikes me that sugar and salt look a lot alike. How do you store them? And she said, well, we store them in these white rolling bins. And I said, what do they look like? And she rolls one out for me. And it's kind of skinny. It's probably, you might have seen these, but it's probably, I would say maybe it's like a, a foot wide and two and a half foot deep and probably three foot tall. So it's like a, it's like a kind of like a big trash can and it's on wheels and it's, it's clearly food safe. It's made of food safe material. And it's got a lid on it with a with a kind of a flapper, uh, 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 
a, a hasp lid. I don't know what you call this lid. The lid kind of lifts up and then falls back down. And I said, so that's the salt or the sugar? And she said, well, let me look. And I said, well, you should be able to tell from here. And she said, oh, no, I, I need to go and look at it. And she pulled it out. And then she walked back to the room where they brought the cart from. And then she came back out and she said, that's the salt. And I said, so what did you go and do? And she said, well, I had to look where we pulled it out. So clearly, just looking at it in the middle of the little area where we were standing, um, she couldn't discern the difference between salt and sugar. And she is the supreme commander and manager of the restaurant. So she had to look where it came from. And I said, well, do you, do you by chance store those next to each other? And she said, yes, they, uh, they're back in the, in the stock room and they're stored right next to each other up against the wall. And I said, so what do you think the problem was with this salt event? And she looked at me and I said, well, let, let me change questions. And I said, has this ever happened before? And she said, yeah, it happened once with our lemonade. And I said, okay, so let me then go back to my first question. What do you think the problem is? What's the problem with the system that you have to put sugar in your drinks that you make from scratch carefully every morning so you can serve and sell them to all your delighted customers? And she said, well, we store them in the same bin. They look the same, and we put the bins next to each other. And I said, so that's pretty important information. That, I mean, that seems really valuable to understanding the system here. What would you fix? And she said, well, people need to be more careful when they make those drinks. And I said, okay, yeah, that's fair. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's okay to ask workers to care more. I'm not certain, however, that the problem is that the person who made the tea that morning didn't care. In fact, I would guess that's not the problem at all, although I didn't get to meet this person, but I would guess what the person really wanted to do was make the tea and then never talk about it again until the next day they had to make the tea because there's nothing really interesting about having to refresh, review, um, talk to management about your tea making skills. I think you just want to make the tea as per the recipe, probably a written procedure for that, and then make it happen. And so the manager looked at me, and I looked back at the manager, and I said, I'll just tell you what I think is the problem. And she, again, she wants me to be happy, so she's fine with it. She said, well, what do you think it is, sir? And I said, I think you should store the salt in a different shape, different color bin in a different place away from the sugar. And she looked at me and she said, oh, yeah, because then you couldn't confuse them because the salt, let's say the salt was in a black bin and the sugar was in a white bin, then you would know the difference between the two just by looking at it. And I said, well, what you're doing is you're making it hard to do it wrong and easy to do it right. And I said, and then it doesn't really matter who makes the tea because you've made it really clear there's a distinct difference between salt and sugar. And then you've lifted the burden off the worker in the morning who makes the tea to be more careful or to try harder or to care more. And you've built a system that actually 
understands this failure happens because you have some information, you have data that says it's happened. And from that, you're going to actually improve, not the people, because I'm not sure your people are bad. They seem really happy. You're going to improve the environment in which you put the people, the context, in order to make this more successful. And she looked at me and she said, wow, that is a really good way to fix this problem. And I said, yeah, I mean, I think the challenge is, is not that people don't care. The challenge is that salt looks like sugar. And if you aren't tasting your food, hint, 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 and I said, that's kind of important. You should taste your food. You're a restaurant. You want to know what stuff tastes like. But if you're not going to taste the food, and I understand if you make tea every morning that maybe the desire to taste it, it goes away. But if you're not going to taste the food, then you should actually build a system where it's easier to actually manage the outcome successfully because the system is a part of creating this success. And then, of course, she looks at me like I'm, you know, like I'm Dr. Smarty Pants from Smarty Pantsville, and she kind of gives me the look like, well, what the hell? I don't even understand what you're talking about. And I'll grant you guys that I didn't give her a lot of context. I didn't give her my background. Why would you? That would seem snotty and weird. I, I just I just got really worky. I got really involved in looking at this problem as an opportunity for improvement. Because it's clear to me that she was going down the blame and punish side. I mean, I don't think she was going to punish the person. I mean, maybe she was going to punish the person because I'll bet that person had to remake that tea, which probably feels, smells, and acts like punishment. But she was definitely going down the person was the problem in this in this. When actually in the four or five minutes that I talked to her and she had to walk twice into the stock bin and roll the salt out, I think I helped her realize that it's not the person at all. It's the system in which the work was being done that actually set that worker up so that this mistake was going to happen with the sweet tea and it did happen with the lemonade and it's probably going to happen again with something else because they look alike and the fact that they look alike and then are stored in the exact same container and by exact same container i mean it was exactly the same container i mean i'm sure they bought those containers at some cool restaurant supply place and i bet those containers make tons of sense because you can carry 50 pounds of that sugar or that salt in that bin and not worry about it for a while but the fact that they look the same the fact that they were stored in the same container, the fact that they were co-located next to each other in the storage room, near as I can tell, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but near as I can tell, that is a recipe for salty tea. It wasn't a matter of time. It wasn't if this was going to happen. This was going to happen. And my guess is if they didn't change the container, it will happen again predictably again. And I think what we can take out of this, if I may be bold enough to take it one step further and translate it into us, is I'm not sure that manager of that restaurant's any different than we are by any stretch of the imagination. She's normalized to the system. That's how they do it. And it normally is pretty stable. It works really well. In fact, this is probably a rare event, the fact that the sweet tea was salty. And because of a combination of not 
testing for quality, not tasting their food, probably production pressure, probably timing, probably staff training, probably personnel issues, because we're all sort of in this post-pandemic funk. This happened. And when it happened, the opportunity to learn was not readily available to this manager, not because she's not smart, because she was really smart or not nice, and she was super nice, but because the pressure to actually solve the problem and delight the customer overwhelmed the moments it took to analyze and understand the context that was there that allowed this failure to be successful. It allowed the sweet tea to be salty. And to a great extent, I would suggest between me, you, and the chair next to you, or the dog you're walking, or the car you're driving in, or wherever you're listening to this podcast, there's much for us to learn. Not about how to store salt and sugar. Uh, We can learn that for sure. But there's much to learn about this need to delight the customer, how valuable production is in relating to making the people satisfied who use our products and, and are a part of our our overall milieu of the organization and how that really reduces the ability to problem solve. Because when you see the problem as the worker made a mistake, then there's really no need to do a lot of analysis on the fact that the buckets look the same, they're stored next to each other, and that they've really set this up to fail. And that, I think, is the important part of this podcast for today. I wanted to bring Amy on to give the introduction just because why not? It's a fun chance to put another voice on the podcast. But mostly what I wanted to talk to you about is how that made me think about the work we do. It didn't make me angry. I couldn't be angry at them. They were going to make me happy. Had I said to them, you know, we won't be happy until you refund the money for this tea and march it out with a marching band. They would probably would have done all that. But the, but. Really, they just replaced it with sweet tea once they made it. Everything was fine. There's no need to get angry because anger is not going to make this better. But there really was an opportunity to talk about it and to create an environment where we sort of talked about some of the other factors, the context around this failure, so that at least for that day, for that restaurant, for this encounter, they left knowing a little more about the world and the system, and the way they make sweet tea. And subsequently I learned their famous lemonade, which I now I'm that I've talked about it, I kind of feel like I need to go and try their lemonade because I don't know what makes lemonade famous, but I'm interested in discovering why. So this was the day when the sweet tea was salty, and I'll bet you many of you who listen to this have a story just like that. And what's interesting is I'll bet you when you pull the string on the story, you're going to find a system that's very similar to the system we discovered that day in that restaurant. That, my friends, is today's podcast. It's short and sweet, but I really wanted to share this story with you. And I wanted you to hear Emmy's voice and her tell the story as well. So think about it and think about the system in which you work. That's it, my friends. Learn something new every single day. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Be kind to each other. That's important. Check in on one another. I think that matters more than ever. And for goodness sakes, you guys, be safe. (laughs) 